Forrester. Down the line to right. It's gone! Garrett Forrester walks it off for Oregon State! What happened? He just like benched like five of the starters. Four of them were all Americans. Big hit pop. Did he just do it? Yes, he did. This is loaded in the NCAA tournament. And he sends a drive to deep right. Elko, Grand Slam. Beer showers about. McGarry's 2-2 pitch to Lanzilli. Strike three called, and Virginia has completed a no-hitter tonight. Pushes a bunt to third. James to first. Hayes out. What a way to end it. And what a way to end a drought. Mississippi State, the national champions, destroying Vanderbilt 9-0. All righty, college baseball fans, welcome to another episode of the 11.7 podcast. Doing things a little bit differently here today. We are currently watching the end of this Tennessee-Kentucky game that they just showed the box score, man. Nobody scored since the fourth inning. It's tied 2-2, two to two, bottom of the 12th. Kentucky has had multiple chances to win this game, and uh, we thought they did a couple innings ago. Deep fly ball to right center. The ball was absolutely crushed. And um, Jordan Beck makes a hell of a play to save the game and pushes it to the 11th. So I think he defensively, he, I don't know if he had any doubters pro wide from the draft, but he showed them he can play defense too. That's that's the first round. I mean, he he made himself a little extra chunk of change showing guy that he can play defense. No doubt. And um, so basically, the, uh, the structure of the episode today, we're, we're, of course, going to do the midweek recap. Um, midweek was all right this week. Not going to try to oversell it. There was there was some fun <laughs> right. things that happened. And we'll, we'll talk about all that. But we're really, now that it's time for basically the postseason push, we're really going to start looking at some gambling lines. Uh, you know, now that it's May, there's really not a ton of, I don't know, interest in sports other than like the, the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Um, we're going to, there's, there's some sports books now that are really posting a lot of lines. Like for example, DraftKings posted over 15 games tomorrow. So we'll look at those. We'll look at team futures, which there is still incredible value. on value. The board. Uh, And just a little teaser here, like Auburn and Texas A&M are still a hundred to one odds to win the college world series. And they're both going to possibly be national seeds. So we'll dive into that a little bit. It's going to be fun to, to, go back and forth with each other on that and uh of course we have the weekend series pick them uh six little series blind, little blind resume maybe resume a little blind talk. resume test yeah i i always hate blind resume season just because you 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 were never ever 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 set up for success in a blind resume whatever you think the answer is you might as well just say the opposite because you're getting set up and it, it's that it's, it's like that every single time so I, I'm anti-blind resume season, but it, we're here. We're here. Um, hey, do, uh, do colorblind people have an advantage in blind resume season? <laughs> all right, easy now. <laughs> easy. My disability is not your joke, all right? Um, but, yeah, and then while we're doing all this, this talking about the, uh, the podcast, right now Tennessee is pitching to Kentucky, bottom of the 12th, two out. So it looks like we're going to go to the 13th inning here pretty soon. I mean, who knows? This might be an hour-long episode, and they might still be playing by the time we're done recording. 
I think that game is just whenever Tennessee decides to win. That's when the game ends. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, they should win, right? They're forty-one and four this year. Kentucky is a basement a basement team in the SEC, but dude, uh, at home on a Thursday night, the only SEC game going on right now, they're giving Tennessee a lot of problems. And shout out to Kentucky's bullpen, who has held them scoreless for eight nine innings now. It's hey, a uh, it's a it's a cool thing to see. Listeners, Ben and I were talking because we were looking at Tennessee's SEC record. There's a team out there. From 2013, that I don't know if they're slept on. I don't know. If, I don't know if I, I just haven't been in the right places. But they're the team from 2013 who might be one of the greatest teams of all time to like not win the national championship. It's right up there with 2021 Arkansas Razorbacks. I think this team is better than that 21. Arkansas. Well, it's tough to say. We look back now on the 2013 roster of of the Vanderbilt Commodores, also known as the Vanderbilt Beacons. As we as we talked about a couple weeks ago, um, but yeah, there's a lot of Major League Baseball star power on that 2013 Vanderbilt team, which there might have been. We we don't know yet for the 2021 Arkansas team. But hold but, on, 26 and three in SEC play. Yeah, and 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 that might not ever get that might not ever happen again. What, what's Tennessee's um, SEC record? This 19 year? and two. They need to go seven and one to. To, to tie that record to tie seven and one they might lose tonight and and then they would have to go seven and oh the last seven games and i mean of course they could do it i'm not i'm not doubting them or anything but it's a um 26 and three in in the sec we might not ever see that happen again what was That's what was absurd. arkansas last year look that up real quick arkansas last year was i i want to say they were 25 and nine ish um, but, you, but you know what the thing is, as I'm looking this up, Ben, history says that Tennessee is not winning the national championship. Well, it's been, it's been made very, very aware on social media, especially with people that hate University of Tennessee athletics. <laughs> they, they, they keep saying, hey, the last team that was the number one seed overall to win the national championship was, was 1999 Miami mm-hmm. Hurricanes. So it hasn't been done this century. 20, 22 seasons played since then. Uh, ben, oh. they were, ben, they were twenty-two and eight in SEC play last year. So five games worse than what Van, Vanderbilt was in twenty thirteen. Four and a half, I guess. Four and a half. Well, so going over the, uh, we're going to the thirteenth inning now. Uh, guy for Kentucky walks. Moves up on a pass ball and then dribbler to third base. So, top thirteen coming up. But anyway, so the uh, the 2013 Vanderbilt roster. This was the year before they won their national championship um, in 2014. That kind of started the the dynasty run. Um, but the the roster was loaded. It was you got coaches Tyler, and players, coaches, players, everything. Like this was what kind of really, other than that David Price, Pedro Alvarez team. This is kind of what started the dynasty, um, and it was, I mean, guys just off the top of my head. I mean, you had uh, Carson Fulmer, Tyler Beatty, Walker Bueller, um, freshman, freshman Walker a freshman, Dansby Fulmer Swanson, um, Xander Wheel, Rhett Wiseman, uh, Tony Kemp was another one that you mentioned earlier. The that that roster was top to bottom, basic. 
I mean, top to bottom, I think a lot of those, I, I would say almost 90%, maybe 100% of that roster got a chance to play professional baseball. Not major Be- league level, but here. at least in the minors. Let's do this. Beatty, big leaguer. Adam Rabinell, did he make the big league? A relief pitcher, maybe. Bueller, big leaguer. Fulmer, big leaguer. Philip Pfeiffer, did he make the big league? I don't think so. Um, Jared Miller. He's close. Brian, one of them two. Were the close. Miller brothers, right? There was two Millers yep. on that team? Relief pitchers, yep. And then if you go position player, Vince Conde was a stud. Okay, Tony Kemp, big leaguer. Dansby Swanson, big leaguer. Um, Conrad Gregor made the big league, didn't he? Or no? I don't think so. I don't remember. Spencer Navin. He had the brother that's in the big league, right? Maybe. I don't know. Um. Anyway, Rhett Weidman, Mike Yastrzemski, John Yastrzemski's big, big team leaguer. Loaded. I forgot about Yastrzemski. Um, yeah. But it's funny because that 2013 Vanderbilt team that – they, they didn't win the national championship. They got bounced in the Super Regional, lost yep. to Louisville and Zach Birdie um, and, and those guys. Very similar, very, very, very similar to what happened with Arkansas last year. Um, didn't lose. I don't think that Vanderbilt team lost an SEC series all year. They couldn't have. They Let wouldn't. me see. Let me, I'll tell you right now. Um, okay. March, SEC play. They only Auburn. lost three SEC games. There's no way they lost a series. No, you, yeah. What are we talking about? Well, you I can conf- double check. They might. They, have. No, no. I confirmed that they lost the opener to Florida, and then won the next two. So that means they couldn't. Oh, they could. They could have lost. Um, nope. They lost opener to Georgia. Won the next two. Lost. The, yeah, that was it. So that, they, it, Georgia, it's almost Florida. identical. Almost identical to what happened with Arkansas last year. Didn't lose by an SEC way, series. By the way, ooh, interesting. Interesting. Vandy was 33-4 and four going into a midweek with Tennessee Tech and lost. No way. So now they have a little bit of a mix between this year Tennessee and last year Arkansas. So if you're, an, if you're a Tennessee fan, you got to be – Crapping your pants, thinking, oh, my God, why are we doing this to ourselves? We're going to be the number one overall seed, set records in SEC play, and we're going to get bounced in the Super Regionals just like Arkansas did last year and just like Vanderbilt did in 2013. Um, Anyways, yeah, no, that team, they beat Georgia Tech in their regional and lost to um, Louisville in the Super, one of the best teams ever that I don't think people talk about. But that that's what makes college baseball so great, so great. is that – is you're not going to get these Alabama football or you know Clemson football where it's pretty much a, they're going to make it to the national championship game because they're that much better than everybody else. Um, you know, basketball is a little bit different. It's kind of more on the baseball side. It, once the postseason happens, there's upsets. But I still think as far as those three sports go, the in postseason play, there's twice as many upsets in baseball with regionals and, and super regionals. Just because the format's much different, um, so it, it it really gives a lot of credit to teams like Mississippi State last year or um, Florida in twenty in twenty seventeen, even Coastal Carolina in twenty sixteen, where they uh, they had to overcome a lot to to win a national championship, and they during each one of those seasons they struggled a lot. They weren't the best team. 
Uh, probably had to do a lot of self-reflection, team meetings, players-only meetings, figure out what, what they need to do to, to bounce back. And, and, of course, they get hot in the, in the postseason and run away with it. So yeah. not saying Tennessee is going to lose in the Super Regional by any means. I think they're the best team by far. But I'm saying if history, if history says anything, it's it's not looking great. So we're gonna have we're gonna have some storylines to follow coming into June here pretty soon. Speaking of um, just teams that might be in a prime position to succeed, Oregon State looked really good in their midweek this week. Yeah, how about um, that? They get a midweek against Oregon, shut them out two nothing, yeah. and it and was then, at Oregon. Which, uh, which, which is going to really? I mean, Oregon State's already at two RPI, and nobody's catching Tennessee at number one RPI. But it, they, they get to play three more games against them coming up. Now these are all going to be conference games, but Oregon's RPI is really high, and the, like this is an RPI series for t- whoever wins this series is going to, they're going to pretty much solidify a chance to to host a regional. Yeah, well, I mean, Oregon State's a lock at this point, unless like absolute collapse yeah. but oregon arizona and ucla are their final three series yeah did you see the story this directly ties to you and me all right did you see the story d1 baseball put out today about how the rpi might be flawed for or, or for ucla this year it was a really good article um i don't remember who i'll look it up here real quick because i want to give within the mark etheridge I want to say it was F. I think it was Etheridge that posted it. Um, yeah, it was. It was Mark Etheridge. So, he, so the second so in this article, and I, I feel like it was written directly towards us <laughs> because of our five hundred dollar bet for is UCLA going to be a national seed or not? Their RPI is is ridiculously high, fifty one, right? But they're second place in the Pac twelve. They're ten and three versus top fifty teams. Including they won that Houston Shriners open or college classic, um, where they, they beat LSU and Texas. Yeah. Um lost to no. What? They beat Baylor in Texas. No, they lost to Baylor. Yes, they that's beat, right. They that's beat right. Texas. They beat Tyler Texas Thomas, and LSU. Yep. Tyler Thomas threw a gem against UCLA mm-hmm. for Baylor. Yes. Okay. And that's when we but, thought Baylor was going to be good. They're atrocious. Yeah, they're they're terrible. And we, that's when we thought Texas was going to be really good, but they're they're not great right now. Um, but anyways, anyway, so in, in this article, it's basically saying in the past, like this has happened before, where the committee has Washington. thrown out RPI, literally just thrown out. Um, thrown out RPI and said like, okay, it's skewed for this one team because you know, the, the, this UCLA team is a top 10 team in every single poll out there, every human poll, but they're 51 in the RPI. So Can this, is, a, this is going to make our bet a lot more interesting. Because no, no, no. I'm going to make a disclaimer. Now, if the committee ignores their RPI and makes them a national seed, this bet is off. No, that's not fair. No way. That's not fair. That's not, that's not, I made this bet. Based on the statistics no, that I, I saw, I told you, and I told you when we made this bet that yeah, their RPI sucks. But if they win the Pac-12, they're going to be a national seed because they have a resume. It's not like they they played a junk schedule. Um, well, anyways, we'll see what happens. Ben. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But um, I, I just I, I thought it though. was funny. I, I thought that that Mark Etheridge. Um, <laughs> article like he was listening to our podcast and like i'm gonna really stir some things up between ben and dimitri uh 
But yeah, I mean, if UCLA wins the Pac-12, and they lost their midweek, of course, the back-to-back midweek losses. They lose to Long Beach State this week. They lost to UC Irvine last week. Um, doesn't help. It doesn't help, but at the same time, yeah, it's a uh, it's a control your own destiny if you're the Bruins. Like, like, like they have Washington, Washington State, and Oregon State left. Yeah. So they need to like if they need to sweep one of those Washington Washington State series, and they win need to the win two out of three for the other. And beat so Oregon State five. If they go five and one there, and then they win two out of three against seven Oregon State, they'll be seven and two more. That that's going to win the uh, the Pac-12, probably. Um, but now hey. now let me let me also bring up this point. First year for a Pac-12 tournament, if UCLA finishes, uh, let's say they finish six and three. The last nine pick Pac-12 games, five but and four, whatever. No, let's just say I don't think five and four would do it. But if they finish six and three, finish second place in the Pac-12, and win the Pac-12 tournament, I still think they're going to be a national seed. You might be. You, I don't know. I don't know, man. That's there's a lot. Mm. If they win that Pac-12 tournament and, and finish decently strong, I can't argue against that. They have to and, be a national and, seed. Something else I've looked into because obviously it, it, a five hundred dollar bet, like I'm going to get fully invested in, right? Like I'm going to find reasons why this is either going to work or not going to work. Right now, when I'm looking at regional projections, there's a lot of teams ahead of UCLA that are going to fall back. Teams like Southern Miss, possibly. There's three. Here, here, here's a great example. UCLA, it light years by far and away better than Mercer. And Mercer is almost 30 points higher in the RPI. If they played a three-game series, UCLA is sweeping Mercer. And Probably. I'm the biggest Mercer fan Probably. in the world. Probably. They're, they're sweeping them. So, yeah. yeah we'll see. Um, what other midweeks were out there? Uh, so, Missouri Ooh. State beats yeah. Arkansas. And not that Missouri State is trash. They're not not great. We've seen them be they great. They used to be really good. Back when Mike Matheny's son uh, was there in 2014, 2015, they, they were hosted, loaded. They hosted re- – they were like a oh. regional – Dude, yeah, you just reminded me. They did host a regional. They were they hosted, dude. Wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, um, very stable. Like, I think they almost hosted two years in a row. They were legit. But they – so they beat Arkansas. Now, they – when when I watch – I'll be honest. I didn't watch the whole game. I didn't watch all nine innings. I watched maybe – two or three combined innings just because I was no excuses. I'm not going to make an excuse. I just didn't watch a lot of the game, but I I definitely watched the end of the game. And those Missouri guys, Missouri state guys were fired up. Like they were wanting to be there. Uh Oh, uh Oh, Oh, fly out to the warning track, Kentucky. That was almost a walk-off bomb. So damn. So they're still tied bottom 13, two outs. Yeah. That, uh, I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet from SEC baseball or somebody. Some I don't know who tweeted it, but it said this feels like a Tuesday night game in Hoover. (laughs) I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does." Um, What was oh, Missouri State? But those Missouri State guys, although they're they have no at large chances, they have to win. They have to win the Missouri Valley to to get into the tournament. But like like we've said a million times on this podcast, you you bring a a mid-major team that's solid, you know, not not great, but solid enough to win against a big-time school. Uh, you put them in in front of ten thousand fans, and it changes. It changes. They want to be there. And meanwhile, if, in the other dugout, funny. the other dugout, like the home dugout, it's no, it's just another game to them. And dude, it, 
think about that. I, I that's a great point you just brought up. Mm-hmm. Missouri State playing in front of fifty fans in a big OV uh, NBC game at Indiana State or something like that. They're going to play a little bit different than in front of ten thousand in Fayetteville and uh, regional. Well, yeah, yeah, that team that team instantly gets become better. So yeah. uh, triple. Uh, Kentucky just hit a triple. Two outs. Thirteenth inning. This is going to be oh, interesting. Watch go. out for the pass ball here. Hey. Walk-off pass ball is nothing more electric in sports than a walk-off pass ball. Um, Louisville, <laughs> shout out Bandy. Louisville's hosting. Hey, I watched all nine innings of that game. Um, first of all, I thought it, when when the game first started, I was like, oh, this has every intention to be a, a 11 to 10 game. But no, the, the pitchers after that first inning, there's a little bit of uh, scuffling there. They they locked it in and it was a very fast game, just over two hours. And uh, yeah, Va- Vanderbilt looks good. They look better than a ten and eleven SEC team. But Louisville now, that's a huge win for them to jump up a little bit higher in the RPI. And they have a potential now if they win the last couple S- or ACC series, they're going to be a national seed. So definitely yeah. a team that is that's flown under the radar this year. Watch out for the Cardinals. And it, it's right, weird man. because they finally won a they finally won a game where they didn't have to score ten runs. Louisville is known now as being like Georgia Tech, incredible offense, ball flies like ball flies every time they play. Just a little bit extra. All extra right, let's, watch, let's watch the end of this game real quick. Well, I'm I'm way ahead of you. Is it over or no. the next inning? What's your count right now? That's what I have. One thirty-eight pitches. Oh yeah, that's what I have too. All right, we'll watch it together. We'll break it down. Oh, my God, did you just see that? The pitcher just dropped the ball. Luckily, he was his foot was off the rubber. I thought he was on the rubber. That would walk off Bach. Uh, yeah. And, dude, he's throwing. I don't I don't know who this is pitching for Tennessee. 2-2 two, um, two, two count. He's throwing these weird EFIS pitches. They're, like, supposed to be 12-6 curveballs, but he's mm-hmm. been leaving a lot of them up. Yeah. Like, his arm is tired. And no, no, like I mean, I don't know. He, 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 McLaughlin is the younger brother of one of my friends, but um, he's been a long relief guy. Oh, ball game, ball game. We got a walk off upset the Wildcats of Tennessee in the basement of the SEC. Went on a Thursday night and they were going nuts. LED lights flashing on the field. They're we got a nice big yep. frown from Tony Vitello. Wow. Right wow. in front of a – they did that in front of 85 fans total. There's nobody in the bleachers right now. I don't know what's going on, but Vitello just talked to the umpires like he was going to challenge something. There we what, go. what is there to challenge? First win over number one ranked team since 2018 when they beat Florida. For Kentucky. That's what the graphic just showed. All right. Anyway. Um, yeah. So let's back to it. Kentucky wins the opener. Wow. Um, hey, SEC difficult, man. I mean, Kentucky's a last place team. They just beat one of the best teams we've seen in a long time in college baseball on a, on a Thursday night, equivalent to a Friday night. Wow. Tennessee needs to get rid of those gray uniforms. Those things are so ugly. I don't know I why them. you don't like them. 
Uh, it just doesn't look good with their orange. They need the classic. If you're going to do grays, you just need the classic grays. Don't go that charcoal nonsense. Yeah. Um, or or go black. If they just went black like Vanderbilt did, I think that plays too. Maybe. Um, but anyway, any other Long Beach beat UCLA, Southern Miss scored three in the ninth, came back, beat South Alabama. Hey, it might just be a midweek, but those are huge if you want to stay in the national seed race. Right. And, that, and that's all that we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. Southern Miss and South Alabama always just play battles against each other, just wars. Um, and South Alabama has really kind of owned Southern Miss in that series recently uh, over the last like 15 games or so. So, yeah, but you're right. I mean, if you're if you're Southern Miss, although weekend games mean a little bit more uh, these like that midweek boosted their RPI and helped them uh, with their hosting I chances. I don't know if it really boosted them, but it just kept them where they are. No, it, it, statistically, it statistically boosted them. They went up in the RPI this week. Correct, correct, correct. Um, yeah, I mean, but you know what the thing is? A midweek in February, people are like, oh, it's just a midweek in February. I'm like, dude, it's going to come. You, It's the same thing in the midweek in May. It just doesn't look a bit like a big deal when you're getting into crunch time. Like right. Well, the uh, with the RPI, matter. every game does matter. It and matters. Uh, you know, I saw a very. I mean, I, I heard a very interesting proposal by our good friend Aaron Fit, who uh, works over at D1 Baseball. I was listening to their podcast. Um, I guess it was yesterday. They did the the Nerdcast, similar to what we did with um, with the regional projections and. He brings By up a good way, point. What do you think? Wait, yeah, never again. That was that was that was awful. Um, <laughs> but Aaron Fit brings up a good idea that I want to run by you here, Dimitri. Um, Let's hear it. Fit says that there should be four games a year that should not count against your RPI. So your four, like, let's say, um, ten, like, let's say the Tennessee Volunteers had a three-game series scheduled against the UT Martin Skyhawks, and UT Martin is somewhere in the two hundred and fifty RPI range. There should be four games a year. Your bottom four teams or bottom four RPI games should just not count. They should just be a wash um, because those games negatively impact you, even though you can't do anything Wait. about the schedule. Wait, what is the rule? You get to pick four games out of your schedule or it's your four worst RPI wins? Well, what, are you, the, what are you saying the, here? It's the same thing. Think about it. You're going to pick your four worst. Yeah, but what if you... What if you lost a midweek against some awful RPI team, but you swept you team like you know what I'm saying? Like, like oh, you're saying like, can you pick the ones that you win or lose? Oh, okay, I don't know. That's a good. I think it should just be automatically into the year the four the four games. Do you have to win the game or lose the game? It doesn't matter. Saying? It doesn't matter. Okay. Win or lose, okay. just your whoever or you played that RPI has the uh, the highest RPI just don't doesn't count. Which I like because then you're going to start seeing a little bit more scheduling. Uh, you'll see a. Uh, a Texas schedule against uh, maybe a three game series against UT Rio Grande Valley or whatever it is, um, for example, or Mississippi state might bring Mississippi Valley state to the dude for three games. And, and you just know, okay, these games more than likely aren't going to count against us. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I like that. It sucks because you, you just, when these schedules are made a couple years in advance, you just don't know what these teams are going to be like. Yeah. And so your strength of schedule is decided based on how other teams are doing. Yeah. And it's a, it's a luck of the draw sometimes. Right. So, so um, 
Florida or, State got shut out. Yeah. Wait, who did they play? I, I didn't watch any of that Stetson. game. They got shut out. Two oh, yeah, yeah, that's out. right. Yeah, yeah. Stetson, they back-to-back midweeks that they've beaten um, – Flor- uh, let's see. They beat Miami mm-hmm. and then Florida State, right? Yeah. Back-to-back midweeks. Um, yesterday was atrocious for midweeks. When I say yesterday, I mean like Wednesday. There was only one one ranked team playing. It was Virginia. They destroyed VCU. Um, but, yeah, just yesterday, yeah. I, I think Wednesday, May 4th, was the worst day in college baseball this season other than like, you oh, can't count awful. Mondays. You can't count Mondays. But it just wasn't very many big storylines. Nothing to talk about. No water cooler talk. It was uh, it was pretty boring. Yep. No, don't even – yeah, move along. Um Moving on. But anyway, so the uh, midweek recap, like I said, was a little, little vanilla, a little bland, nothing, nothing special. But what we, what we want to do here, um, we, we, we kind of want to talk value on uh, college baseball gambling coming up. Now that it's May, less than thirty days away from the regional play, and um, as far as team futures to win the College World Series, there is incredible value on the board still. Um, so. Kind of running through it with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Not sponsored by them, but maybe one day we will be. Um, maybe. You know, t- this is a good way to put it here. So Tennessee is plus 400, uh, meaning that they're 4-1 to one odds to win the College World Series, which is the, the highest chances, so to say. Um, you know, they're the favorite. Odds on favorite to win it. Because the next best team is Oregon State, and it's 10-1 to one odds. So you see the difference right there between – Number one and number two, you you bet a hundred bucks on Tennessee, they win the College World Series, you get four hundred profit back, so five hundred dollars back total. Oregon State wins it, you get a thousand bucks back, or I guess eleven hundred back, a thousand dollars profit. So that's how much sportsbooks are valuing this Tennessee team, and that's how much of a heavy favorite they are. Um, but which, by the way, by the way, I would not touch it with the ten foot pole. You wouldn't touch what with a ten- Tennessee? Tennessee at four, at four to one. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Just because there's just so much that can happen. It, it, sure, they're they're probably going to get to Omaha. They probably are going to win it, to be honest. Are, but are they though, Ben? Are they though? Well, History. I mean, it's easy to say now because I just lost to Kentucky. No, but... no, forget about that. History said they're not going to make it to Omaha. No. So I That's mean, good point. I think they're going to, but hey, history said they're not. Yeah, um, but I mean, look, if you look down the board here, you got Texas at plus eleven hundred, so eleven to one odds. That, and Texas is probably going to be a three seat. <laughs> it's Texas is is right at five hundred in conference play, and and so eleven to one odds there just does not do it for me. I think that's very much skewed. I will not touch that with a ten foot pole. Then you got like Arkansas at thirteen to one, Vanderbilt fifteen to one. LSU 18 to one. You got three SEC teams there, all less than 20 to one odds. Um, none of those really strike my interest. Maybe, maybe Arkansas at 13 to one if they can get some postseason magic on their side. But maybe, yeah, I just, maybe. I mean, hey, it doesn't get interesting until you get to Oklahoma State at, two, at 20 to 1. Yes. And and that's kind of where I wanted to start. There's there's a lot of teams between the 20 to 1 to 50 to 1 range where they hold a lot of value. So Oklahoma State 20 to 1 odds, meaning that if you bet 100 bucks, you get 2100 back. 
two thousand dollars profit. You win two thousand. Yeah, you win two thousand dollars, and so this is a team that we've we 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 gave them love early in the year when they when they beat Vanderbilt two out of three, um, and the more that they play, the more I like them. The more that they play, the more that I like them. This feels like a team that obviously had the huge statement win against Texas. They swept them last weekend. And uh, I don't know what it is about them. Like, not not physically, They're not huge. spiritually, not emotionally. Like, the presence that they – I don't know what that is. But the presence that they have on the field, like the quiet confidence that they have, um, you know, they're not trying to showboat anybody, but they also just – or a little they bit on the cocky you. side. They'll bury you. Yeah, they, they kind of just are edgy. There you go. That's the word I'm looking for. They're very edgy in the fact that you know most of their, like their best player is just tatted up. He's got a blonde mohawk and is just he's ripped to shreds. He's not even their best hitter. Griffin Dorshing is not. Yeah, even you're right. Maybe not their their most exciting hitter. How about that? But, but he's one of their coolest players. Yeah, I mean he's one of the coolest players in college baseball. It looks like Mark McGuire got a blonde mohawk <laughs> and tattoos. Like it's, it's incredible. Um. But yeah, Oklahoma State twenty to one, I think, holds a lot of value because I, I see them as an Omaha team, and once you get to Omaha, anything can happen. So, uh, but yeah, going down. I mean, Texas Tech twenty two to one doesn't interest hey, me. Hey Ben, here's the, here's a really quick, interesting thing, real quick. So you know how normally, if we weren't recording, I would have posted that walk off hit, right? Right. Nobody, I can't find it anywhere. SC Network hasn't posted it. Kentucky baseball hasn't posted it. It's been like ten minutes now. Well, Vitello probably paid the SEC network and can they probably like, hey, don't show that. We'll just forget. This wasn't even a real game. This was a practice game. This was I a Thursday think, practice I just, game. I mean, dude, come on, post the video. Vitello is Vitello is friends with uh, Coach Vitello is friends with Elon Musk, and uh, he told Elon Musk delete that video from the internet right now. Um, anyway, um, back to Oklahoma State. Griffin Dorshing, the Sultan of SWAT. Yeah, maybe not. Okay, can't give him Babe Ruth's nickname, but we can come up with something better than that. The Northman. He's the Northman. Yeah, transfer from Northern Kentucky, right? The North, yep. Yeah, so good he, for him. He, hey, he's a Northman, man. Bleach blonde little, I don't even know what you call that, mohawk, rat tail, whatever you call that thing. Um, bleach blonde, he's got freaking tatted up. Just a two, he, he probably 230, just rock, solid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, probably Oklahoma just State. eats. Freaking beef all day, every day. Just a Texas taking twenty-two to one. What do you think, Ben? Doesn't interest me. Notre Dame twenty-two to one doesn't interest me. Stanford twenty-five to one, maybe a little, maybe. I kind of like that one. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't. I don't think they have the pitching to win the College World Series. Virginia twenty-five to one, maybe a little. I'm not. I'm not not on it. Yeah, like you know, like here's here's why I'm not on that. Virginia Tech comes to Charlottesville. Like I picked Virginia, and I told you why I picked Virginia. It was yeah. solely because of numbers. I would have felt better being wrong picking Virginia than being wrong picking Virginia Tech. And Virginia Tech was the better team. Like you could see it; they were the better team. Well, so, Virginia Tech just—they live and breathe offense and defense, and like the pitching is all right. Like they're 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 oh above average on the mound, but they play spectacular defense and they all like one through nine, put the ball can, in play hard. They can like, put three hits and three, four hits yes, in a row. Score they're, they're gap to gap line drive. Like every once in a while, the ball gets out, but yeah, they, they, they're offense and defensive minded. And, uh, it's a, uh, 
it's a great value um, it, for it is. Tech. we'll get there yeah we'll get there but yeah so basically what i was trying to my point was other than like so starting at texas at 11 to 1 all the way down to like ucla at 30 to 1 none of the in arizona 30 to 1 georgia tech 30 to 1 tcu 35 to 1 none of those spark my interest Miami at twenty eight to one is not a bad play. Yeah, but are they um, going to win the College World Series? I don't think so. Ben, you can't say I don't. You can't say that. I'm not saying just Miami. Even even Arizona wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, but the Georgia thing with Tech. Miami, what? Is, all right, Demetri, you know Miami baseball more than anybody that I know. What is what has been Miami's weakness the last decade? What getting it, to Omaha. Yeah, well, what, like, what is their biggest weakness? Like, what is their their team profile? Their biggest weakness is Florida. That's the that's the bottom line. Oh, okay. to their regional. We're, we're on different out pages then. Uh, maybe maybe this is just in my head, but in my opinion, Miami, their culture is their biggest weakness. When things get tough, typically fold. Um, you know, they don't they don't have the the edginess or like the the scrap that it takes to to get through a college world series that, or get through a regional this, that's not this team this year at all maybe but they need to they, prove they me wrong like, they have like four or five walk-off they have quite a few comeback like they, they that's not this team this year yeah but when they went up to they went up to pit right and uh they pit lost came the to miami and they took or, the series no it wasn't pit maybe it was virginia tech did they did they get they lost the series of virginia tech right they lost the first two in one sunday blew yeah. them out I just it feels like a team that's fine. You you have all the right in the world to believe however you want, but you're wrong. I, I think this is a Miami team that plays a lot better at home and then on the road. They just they don't play they don't play hard. Hard maybe they do. Maybe this year is a, an outlier. Maybe this is a new team for Coach Damari, but I think, I'm just saying think in the past they, they haven't played hard when things got tough. And when it's 100 Which degrees I, I outside in I, June. I, no, I think you're I, – I can agree to that over the years. 100% agree that mm-hmm. when things get tough, whatever. But um, I think Miami at 28-1 to 1 is much better than like a – I mean, sh- Georgia Tech at 30-1 to 1 is pretty freaking good. Look, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I would feel more comfortable – I would feel more comfortable putting $500 down on – a Southern Miss at forty to one than I would Miami twenty eight to one. Maybe, maybe and they have the pitching. They have the pitching. I saw this on Twitter, and I saw this on Twitter, dude. And um, I don't remember who tweeted it. It was one of the college baseball guys, like a pretty, pretty, pretty big name guy. But they compared the twenty sixteen Coastal Carolina team to this Southern Miss team for twenty twenty two. And I see a lot of resemblance. The The pitching staff is going to have to carry them, but they don't have dudes that are going to be up there swinging for the fences every single at-bat. You know, they're going to be guys in the Southern Miss lineup like there were in the Coastal Carolina lineup that are just good, pure hitters. They're going to produce runs in a different way than just relying on the long ball. So the, the more I look at it, it's like, yeah, I could see a, a Southern Miss getting just – just beating teams three to one, three to two throughout the postseason. They're comfortable playing close games and they're comfortable playing at home and, and they're going to host the conference tournament in Hattiesburg at Pete Taylor Park. They're probably going to host a regional and shoot, they may even host a super regional if they're a national seed. 
So getting to Omaha, once you're there, I think that their style of baseball translates well to the big ballpark at Charles Schwab. I, I agree. Um, you know, a lot of just hard hit balls through the infield, gap to gap, not relying on the long ball. And then they're pitching, you know, throwing when they have three starters throwing 95 plus, they're they're going to have guys like they're gonna have success on the mounds there in, in Omaha. So I think I, I agree. I think pitching I think Southern Myth if they stay healthy, stay locked in, great, great value there. Um and another thing with that tweet was like they were comparing Coach Gilmore from uh from coastal carolina to uh yeah exactly so um you know, long time head coach been there a long time just got his like 500th win or no 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 900th win i don't remember how many wins it was i think it's 469 469 yeah he, <laughs> he he's the most winningest coach now in southern miss history uh so i don't know i, I think i think southern miss at 40 to 1 holds more value than what people might think because you bet five hundred bucks on four hundred to one, what does that you're bring making, back? You're making, twenty you're grand. Walking, you're walking out of the casino with a bag of cash. Yeah, twenty grand. It's um, like wow. Okay, Ben. Here we go. Florida State forty five hundred. Love it. Love it. I cannot believe Florida State and Mississippi State are both at forty five to one odd. That I mean, that just shows me they're not watching. Yeah, th- these sports books have it all wrong because. You scroll down a little bit further. I mean, you have listen to these teams that are hundred to one. Texas State, hundred to one. Hold on, hold on. Stop, stop before you get there. Oregon, Santa Barbara, Virginia Tech, five thousand to one. Yeah, so they're fifty I mean, to one. Fifty to one. Yeah. Um, NC State, fifty-five to one. Yeah. Hey, listen to this. Georgia, who's in second place in the SEC uh, East, sixty-five to one. Outrageous, man. man. And I then, mean, I mean, freaking, man, you get to even the juicier stuff. So, so how about this? Kentucky, who is in last place in the SEC, is 90 to 1. But you have, you have uh, Oklahoma 100 to 1, Auburn 100 to 1, Texas AM 100 to 1, Grand Canyon 150 to 1. All of those teams are going to be a two seed or higher in the regionals, uh, probably a one. And Auburn and AM might even host a, a super regional. Man, honestly, Honestly, if if you took that five hundred bucks and we kind of just sprinkled it around, I would put fifty bucks on Auburn, a hundred to one right now. Auburn, you remember they were in Omaha two years ago when they beat Georgia Tech, twenty nineteen, yeah, yeah, full two, not including COVID year, three, yeah, three postseason, two postseason, whatever. Auburn within Omaha. I mean, this, I mean, man, Auburn. Of all the teams I've watched this year play Tennessee, Auburn was the best one. Yeah. Other they, than Texas on that Friday night in the Shriners. They gave, they gave they, well, I'm talking full series. They gave Tennessee their hardest test all year. Yeah. And then if you even go down a little bit more, go down a little bit more. Hey, go to, go to 200 to one. Here's another team that resembles like potential Coastal Carolina vibes 2016 is, is Campbell, 200 to one. And we know what they have with Harrington on the mound on Friday nights. They're going to win most they of the Fridays. Them. They have bullpen arms. They have Zach Neto, who's one of the most explosive players in college baseball, going to be a first-rounder. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like I like Campbell 200-1 to a lot. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette, I know they probably won't win the College World Series or even get I there. I don't know, dude. I don't but know. But 200-1 with Coach Deggs. I mean, they, Coach Deggs brought Sam Houston 
to a super regional in, in 2018. So maybe 2017. Um, Mercer 200 to one. I don't like that. I mean, they just don't have the firepower to win the college world series. I'm sorry. Um, here's a few teams at 300 to one Pitt. They could sneak into the tournament. They're above 500 play at 500 and ACC play. They're 300 to one. Um, Let's see here. I'm scrolling through, scrolling through. Any other? That's big... about it. That's about all I see. So Indiana State, 400 to one. They're up there in the Missouri Valley. I mean, they're not going to win it all, but it might be there. Um, UTSA, 400 to one. They're going to get in the tournament. Once you're in the tournament, anything can happen. Um, yeah. Hey, all it takes. Hey, if you're a two or three seed, all it takes is a Campbell to knock off the one seed, and yeah. you're in the driver's seat immediately to win the regional. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Let's just say, let's just say, for example, Virginia Tech is hosting. Campbell goes up there, the four seed. Carrington beats them Friday night, and then let's say you're Maryland or your LSU, I mean, whoever, whoever the two or three seed. Now Virginia Tech in the losers bracket, you get to play Campbell's number two in a in a, a one and zero game. Yeah. Now now you're one game away from the regional final. And you're facing if let's just say Virginia Tech comes all the way back, you're facing their four number four midweek starter. Yeah, exactly. Well, with I mean, the, with the trip to Supers on the line. So think about some of the teams that have made it to Omaha, or even okay. teams that have uh, okay. made it to a super regional. Like for example, like Davidson me, in 2016. Let me finish my, oh, okay, my strategy. Let me finish my strategy here. Look at regional. Look at regional that you think a four seed can upset the one seed. Start, start taking a hard look at those two and three seeds. Yeah. Because if that four seed wins that first game, the two and three seeds are in the driver's seat to whoever wins to win that regional. And bang, you're, you're 41 odds. You're 35 to one odds. Those teams, so maybe maybe 35, whatever it is. Those teams are now in the driver's seat to win that regional. And, hey, you look at that other regional – <laughs> maybe if it's like a three seed facing a 14 seed, that two seed can beat that 14 seed in the three game series. They're on the way to Omaha. Yeah. And once you get to Omaha, anything can happen. I, mean, I don't know, man. There's just so much, there's just so much fun things but, thinking but about. If I'm, a better, if I'm a betting man, look for your four seed, find the one that has stud arm, sprinkle some money on those two and three seeds. And then, Hey, if you're at a, a sports book where you can cash out, Get your high value dollar, your juicy bet, cash out when they make the super, or you can w- wait it out if they're just one. Let it or ride. One. My strategy is just let it ride. I don't know, it, but but I'm just talking from a pure make some money standpoint. Oh, we'll we'll be making lots of money. All so, I know is I'm gonna put 500 bucks on the. I, I haven't decided yet. Well, if UCLA the national seed, you have to put your 500 on UCLA. That's the rules. No, they made you. They made you your five hundred bucks. You ride with them all the way, and then I donate it all to Kenny Oyama. Just give it you all to him. When the day he graduates, you donate <laughs> them. Give him some money. Yep, just throw it all at him. But uh, anyways, you want to run through some of these uh, these daily lines that we have for DraftKings Sports? Well, let's, let's go. Let's go weekend series, and then let's go daily line. No, we're already talking about gambling. Let's just pull it up real fast. All right, okay. So okay. We, we have like twenty games. For college baseball Friday night, um, Arkansas and Auburn play at four o'clock Eastern time. Over under set at nine and a half, and Auburn is a slight favorite. Like when I say slight, they're minus one twenty. 
Arkansas minus one ten. I I would be inclined here to take the uh, take the over. Absolutely, uh, Connor Nolan on the bump for Arkansas. Yeah, but this Auburn, is a Auburn this is a had... scrappy Auburn offense that uh, they they get on base, they draw a lot of walks, and uh, they they take it they play well at home. And, Honestly, and they hit I well know, at home. Hey, I'm, I think I'm on the under on that one. Okay, well. Well, you, hey, you know, you let's said, let's keep wait, let's wait, keep track why here. Why did you say that? Like you were so sad that I just said that. You were like, okay, you huh. were so sad that I said well, that. I just I, I convinced myself I like the over, so you like the under. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, write you... these picks down, and we're gonna we're gonna be able to just see who has a better. Uh... Okay, okay, let's do it. We can you know we can put out a little graphic. Yeah, I'm, hey. I'm, I'm keeping track here. I didn't. We, this was not planned, but it's going. No, to be not planned. planned at all. Oh, okay, so over Ben. Here's an over. I'm taking. I'm slamming on. I'm slamming the over on Florida State Boston College. Really? Ooh. Messick. Just let's just say Messick, and then give them one or two runs. One or two through seven innings. Florida State hangs seven, eight, nine. I don't know. Hey, I, li- I like eight, the. I like the under there. <laughs> hey, if it was nine and a half, I would have been 100 percent sold. That ten and a half makes me worried. Yeah, eleven runs is a lot on a sun or on a Friday. Mm, but I, you know what? I'm going to stick with that. I I'm going to think... go over ten and a half. You go under ten and a half. Okay. Georgia Tech, Clemson. I don't like anything there. Oh, this the over under is at fourteen and a half. <laughs> Clem- they, they... So listen to this. Clemson's a minus one twenty five favorite, and Georgia Tech's minus one hundred five. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that dumb, but. Give me Georgia Tech. I mean, Clemson's six and thirteen in conference play. I know, but they've been playing pretty decent on the weekend lately. Max give me, Wagner. Give me on. Georgia Tech. Money I'm line touching, minus one hundred five. I'm not touching that game. All right. Well, I'm I'm taking Georgia Tech money line. Next game here, Louisville Wake Forest. We got Rhett um, Rhett Louder over, on the mound. Over, over, over. Listen, it's fifteen and a half, Dimitri. Over fifteen and a half. Give it to me. Oh my God! I mean, this does feel like both of these offenses are incredible. Give me Rake over. Forest, the ballpark is so tiny. Um, Give me the over. Louisville just won a game one to nothing against Vanderbilt. So, okay, so what do the eyes say? They're going to put up ten next game. Ben, you can't see an eight to eight game. You can't. No, see I can. I can. But I could also see like a ten to one game. Okay. Well, give me the over in that game. I'll take the under. I'll, I'll fade you. Fifteen and a half is a shitload of runs, but give it to me. It's 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 high for a reason, though. It is. Um, next game here. NC I don't like St- anything there. North Carolina, NC State. Uh, if anything, give me NC State minus one thirty. Are you taking everything? Why can't you? No, I, I no. I'm just it's a slight for our gamblers out there. I'm just letting them know what I would take. I, oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but I, 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 would, I would. I would take NC State as well if we're yeah. if we're doing that. Vanderbilt, Georgia, over under eight and a half. But you do have Jonathan Cannon on the mound, so that's a lot against, of runs. Against um, McIlvain. McIlvain, yeah. So under, it's over under eight and a half and minus 135 Vanderbilt, plus 105 Georgia. But here's the thing I hate about that eight and a half. McIlvain or Cannon, whoever, gets in one inning of trouble. They put up a three spot. You have six runs to work with the rest of the game. I don't like that. One guy makes an error, shortstop, throwing throw away, eight and a half, which is too so low for me in a college baseball game. Yeah, it because eight and a half, you get to a four four game, it, it's automatically over because there's no ties. 
Someone else has to score. I would. Uh, I like the over in that. I think, and the ball flies at Georgia. Interesting. Interesting. I. I was. I was thinking over too, but yeah. but I don't want to touch it because I'd be mad if I took the over in law. You it's know what I mean? Because I, Georgia plus one hundred five is tempting too. I know underdogs at home. I don't think I don't know if Cannon's throwing or not yet. I don't think he is. I think he is. No, I think he's. I think he's still working his way back into starting for multiple innings. I don't think he's ready yet. Um, Texas State ULM. Not touching it. Oklahoma TCU. I I don't mind. I don't mind an under ten and a half there. Hmm. Ten and a half at TCU. Kind of a bigger ballpark. Both teams have pretty solid bullpen guys. I I would lean under ten and a half. LSU Alabama over under nine and a half. LSU minus one fifty five favorite. I like LSU to win this game. I don't know about the over under. I think this is over. Yeah, I don't know. I can see six to three final. Six to Easy. three final is under. I know, I know, but I'm saying, um, let me finish. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> I can see a six to three game easy and bull, one bullpen blows up. Yeah. Where Alabama's trying to keep it close and LSU drive, didn't they go ahead and the extra insurance run makes a seven, eight to four? I could see that. I could. You know too. what I mean? Yeah. So, um, well, South Carolina, A&M. South Carolina, Texas A and M over under nine honestly, and a half. Honestly, 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 I like kind of like South Carolina there. I I kind of like the over nine no, and a half, eight. and South Carolina is just starting to heat up offensively. No, dude, uh, I would not touch the over in that one. That's my opinion. Uh, I don't know. I, I like I the over. Do you like A and M there? I like the over. All I right. don't know, dude. I like South Carolina. Oh, you like South Carolina, and I'm and I'm high on A and M right now. I'm high on them, but I can see South Carolina winning that Friday night game. I yeah. don't know why. They they swept. They got they swept. Uh, who was it? Florida. Alabama. Alabama last week, you're right? Missouri, they, Ole Miss, over under eleven and a half. Honestly, been nothing over screamer. Yeah, I don't know. Man, six to six. I this think team. Ole Miss is about to get hot, dude. I think they're going to finish the year pretty strong. I, I like Ole Miss minus one fifty-five. But they do have the Lucia. Yeah, he's been he's been nails. Um, and he's been nails. But Missouri, I feel like Missouri's offense is better than people think. Yeah, they're a good team. They're not bad. They're not bad. Uh, Florida, Mississippi I, State. Game, but Florida, yeah, Florida, Mississippi. Any game at Mississippi State, I'll take the over. That's tiny ballpark. In the gaps, uh, Hunter, Hunter Barker will not be pitching, so I don't yeah. know if they're bringing. Are they bringing Sprode up again a day? I would, yeah, probably. He's, he's wild, man. He either shoved. Or this he is a must-win series for both of these teams. Give me the over in that game. Give me the over. Give, also, give me Mississippi State minus one hundred five. Um, and then we get Pac-12 games that I don't really care too much about. <laughs> Oregon, give me Oregon State. But Oregon I hate State that minus two ten. Yeah, I don't I, like that. But they they win pretty much every Friday, anyways. Give me the under. Give me the under that game. Give me give me the over eight and a half for UCLA Washington. If I remember correctly, mm-hmm. Washington, there's always a ton of runs scored there on that field. Yeah. Um, Who do you like? You see, Santa Barbara. You see Irvine. Because this one, I would be willing to bet a lot of money. You see Santa Barbara minus one thirty. I mean, shoot, they're nineteen and two in conference play. That's not that. and two. 
So not a bad value there. I don't know, man. I feel like, hmm. Yeah, I, I think I would be, I would, I would go flannel barber there too. But um, they're on the road. Yeah, I mean, there's some value here. There's, I mean, if you had, if I had to give one bet like that, I just think it's a no doubter. I think that, I think that um, Florida State, Florida Mississippi State game over. It like no. Yeah, brainer. I like that over a lot. Now here's something you could do. You could parlay UCLA minus two twenty five against Washington. And you can uh, parlay that with uh, Texas State minus 280 against U- University of Louisiana Monroe, and it pays out even odds. So I mean, yeah, or you can do Oregon State. Yeah, I just I think Oregon could win that I mean, game. You know what the thing is? Oregon State 31 2 in a row against Oregon. Yeah, winning a third one in the row is tough. Yeah, so interesting, but yeah. but I mean. Yeah, I mean, you could do some parlay. You can do some cool stuff there. Yeah, Texas State. Yep, Texas State and the Florida Mississippi State over. If you do those two, I mean, yep, there's good stuff there. Anyway, so let's go ahead and wrap up the show here with our weekend series yep. pick 'em. We got six or one, two. We have five series this week. Six. Then I forgot to write one down. We have Florida at Mississippi State. Wait, North wait, Carolina. Wait, I, I sent you the text in order. I know, but I think I, I wrote them down Oregon, in my notes. Oh, Oregon, okay. Oregon. I forgot to put I forgot to put the uh, Maryland at Rutgers. I forgot oh. to write that down. Um, so, anyways, we have Maryland at Rutgers, Florida at Mississippi State, UNC at North Carolina State, um, Oregon at Oregon State, Creighton at UConn, Battle of the Big East, and Arkansas at Auburn. So, we'll start here. Uh, we have Stoney and Dez's picks as well. And, of course, I'll always lead it off. Actually, you know, we're going to do it a little bit different. We're going to go Stoney and Dez's picks first, and then I'll go, and then you go. So, Stoney, for, we'll, do, uh, we'll do Arkansas at Auburn first. Stoney picked Arkansas. Dez picked Auburn. Mm-hmm. Now, it's at Auburn, and so my thought process here goes, okay, step one of not picking uh, Arkansas is, like, they're not playing at home. They're not playing Bomb Walker so yeah. that that alone helps my my thought process of okay, I like Auburn a little bit more. But how many times have we seen teams in, in SEC play play high emotional series one weekend and just don't have the the mental drive or capacity to to repeat it the next weekend? But and, that's if they win the series, yeah. But I think Auburn went all out, just balls to the wall against Tennessee, and they hung with them. They won a game. Other than like the two innings on Friday night, like the eighth and ninth inning, they 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 were in a position to win all three of those games, or could have won all three of those games. Um, so I think that they, I don't want to say wasted a lot of their their energy or mental capacity there, but it just feels like the uh, the Auburn Tigers might have just put all their they, they pushed all their chips to the table uh-huh. and said this is our series. Um, now Arkansas, on the other hand, they just lost a midweek game right so a little look at yourself in the mirror lost midweek game to missouri state so they're gonna have to bounce back and 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 be ready to play Mm -hmm. they uh they won two out of three against ole miss but it was a very hard fought like tough battle down to to the final out of the third game so this is where i mean in my opinion this was my hardest series to pick because it's like do i trust auburn even though i feel like everybody is on auburn I'm going to take the Razorbacks this weekend 
just because Auburn, uh, I, I just, man, maybe I just almost just switched my pick. I almost just switched my pick. Auburn plays really, really well at home. Oh, if you look at their home numbers, really, really well at home. Good, goodness gracious. Give me, give me Arkansas. Give me Arkansas. Give me Arkansas because this is tough, man. I'm, I'm taking Auburn. Give me the Tigers at home. They're really good at home. Um, I know, and I just looked that up. I should have looked it up before. This is killing me. I really want to switch my pick, but I know never to switch your pick. Never switch your pick, but I'm, I'm trying to talk myself into Arkansas. I mean, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't need to. Arkansas, they still feel like. They haven't played their best baseball of the year yet. Nineteen and seven at home, eight and six on the road, man. For Auburn, yep. Man, I want to take Auburn now, but I'm I'm gonna stick with Arkansas. Thirty-four and eleven for a reason. Fourteen and seven in conference play. Now, what really scares me here? Arkansas is four and five on the road. They have a below five hundred record on yes, the road. They are. They never leave Bomb Walker. Oh. Man, they've only played nine games on the road this year. They lose two out of three against Texas A&M. Lose two out of three at Florida. Lost a game at Missouri. Everything else has been either neutral site or on the road or at home. So, so are you sticking with Arkansas? No. Uh, yes, because I, I promise never to switch my picks. But by golly, if you're anybody else out there, take keep Auburn. it. So I can, I'm trying to gain a game on you. I need to be yeah. different. Listen, I. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll stay Arkansas, but our, Auburn <laughs> plays really well at home, and Arkansas plays very bad on the road. So this is not a good formula for me. Um, next cool. series here, Creighton at UConn, Battle of the Big East. Um, these are two like the top two teams, the only relevant teams in the Big East, uh, to be quite frank. So the uh, the thing here is it's at UConn, right? So yep. UConn doesn't have to worry about playing in that those conditions in Omaha, Nebraska. They uh, they get to just feel a little bit more comfortable at home. UConn's eleven and one this year in conference play uh, in the Big East, and Creighton's ten and two. Now UConn is thirty-seven and eight on the regular season, but they've only played one game against the top fifty team. So this is new territory, new territory for them. Um, and Creighton's not even a top 50 team. They're, They're 97 in the RPI. 97 in the RPI. The, uh, I know how much you love Creighton. Uh, boy, do I know how much you love Creighton. You talk about it way too much. That's um, true. Yeah, yeah, you do. You, you always just, every time we do our, our, our mid, mid-major poll, you're always talking about how you think UConn's frauds and Creighton's much better, which I, 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 don't, I don't disagree with. But I don't. I don't disagree. Should I just that. make my pick before you this time? No, no, because I'm making my pick right now. Uh, I'm going to take UConn just because they're at home. And if this was at at home, like in Omaha, Creighton would be a uh, yeah. Creighton would be my pick if this was played in in Creighton. We think UConn is 14 and two at home this year. Uh, of course, they haven't played a very tough schedule, but they, uh, I don't know. They put up seventeen and fourteen runs the last two games. They're swinging hot sticks. I know it was at Butler, but I don't know. I'm, I really just, I won't be watching this series to be honest with you. Just, <laughs> just putting that out there. Just putting that out there. I mean, I might, I might catch a few innings, like, but 
Um, I'll just take I'll just take the heavy favorite. I'll take I'll take UConn. I I'm taking UConn as well. And here's the only reason why. I don't think they're Wait, very good. What? You're taking UConn? Listen. hundred percent taking UConn. And here's why. You said it. Creighton on the road. Creighton on the road is ten and nine. UConn at home, fourteen and two. I say the numbers say go with UConn here. If it was in Omaha, I would take Creighton. Wait, in, I I fully expected you to take Creighton. I know you did. The fans know don't did. know this. Every time we do our mid-major poll, all you do is, is shit on UConn and talk up Creighton. I don't prop up Creighton. I just think UConn. Yeah, you do. I just think Creighton is better. But, man, being on the road, it just weighed my pick. And I'm going to be pissed if Creighton wins because I, I knew it. But, hey. Wow, home, dude, that just home. threw me for a loop. I thought I was dreaming for a second. Yep, give me you, give me the Huskies in stores, Connecticut. So um, we're all taking UConn. Yep. Oh my God, what? Oh my, because Stony took UConn and Des took UConn. And here's I'm, I'm only doing it. Dimitri, you're not taking Creighton. Nope. That road, that road record scares me. Ten and nine on the road, fourteen and three at home. You're gonna regret this so bad. I I, I I I I might, but hey, you know what? Either way, it makes me look smart. I guess, but wow. Either way, um, wow. I mean, I, that just hey, that's interesting. Hey, I made my pick at about four o'clock this afternoon. How many how many Miller lights were you deep at four o'clock this afternoon? I haven't had a Miller pick? light in since Sunday, so zero. All right, how many Bud lights were you? I haven't had a alcoholic beverage since Sunday. Wow! Look at you. Is today Cinco de Mayo? It is, and I did not have an alcoholic beverage. Did you? No. I, I listen. I haven't drank since I became a father. Seven you weeks. Had a, you haven't had a single beer. Uh, that might not be true. Why are you lying? Well, I don't know. I, I don't remember, but I might have a single alcoholic beverage. Ben, I'm sure you've had one. I'm, I'm, dude, honestly, the last seven weeks have been such a blur, but I haven't bought any, I haven't drank any at my house. I'm trying to think maybe at a restaurant or well, maybe. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, just, I just haven't had anything. Okay, next series. Um, next series here we have uh, Florida at Mississippi State. So this one, it's a must win series for both teams. I think I said it earlier. Florida 8 and 13 in conference play. Mississippi State nine and twelve. Actually, let me double check that because Mississippi State fans are probably going to no, no, no. It, you're right. Yeah, you're okay. Right. They're nine and twelve. Um, I mean, this is a this is a game where I think the winner of this. I mean, this is a series where the winner of the series, I think they're going to be locked into an at-large spot because it'll either put Florida at ten and fourteen. Oh, wow, that's still not good though. Florida wins a series just two out of three. They're ten and fourteen. And Mississippi State would be ten and fourteen as well. Eleven and thirteen. God, the SEC records are kind of ugly this year, man. They are. They are very ugly. They're kind of ugly. <laughs> L- so, listen to this. So Kentucky is eight and fourteen now because they just beat Tennessee, and Florida's eight and thirteen. Who are you going with? So, of course, Stony went with Mississippi State because he's. 
That's all you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could have. I would have bet my child's life on that. Um, not not literally. I'm kidding, guys. Um, Dez took Florida. I don't know why he took Florida. I mean, Hunter Barco's not pitching. They. I don't by know. the way, prayers up to Hunter Barco. Tommy John, yeah, another Tom- one bites the dust. Man, there's just so many guys going down with Tommy John this year. It's sad. Spin rate, our like the spin rate stuff. The I don't know. I think I, I think overthrowing pitchers now, especially in summer ball, I think it plays a big factor. But you know. look at you look at all these guys who have gone down because of Tommy John. It's just it's just hate. all it's just... listen. All of the guys, listen, all the top pitchers in the country that have gone down with Tommy John all have three things in common. One, incredible spin rate stuff, whether it's their slider, curveball, or fastball. Two, all played in the Cape Cod. So they're throwing extra innings that are meaningful games. Um, and my third point is, I don't know, two things. <laughs> I, I came with two, and I thought I would think of a third. But Hey, hey. I don't know what my spin rate was, so I can't attest to number one. But I did play in the Cape number two, and I tore my UCL the year after I played in the Cape. So, yeah, I have a theory. Maybe that maybe you have a point there. I never, I've never been to the Cape Cod, but just looking at pictures and videos from like draft stuff, it's, it's high school field, dude. The pitching mounds are not sand. Like they, they, they're not good. Mounds. They're not. They're, they're not bad though. They're not bad. No, they're not bad. They're just high school fields though. They're well maintained high school field. Yeah, They're but really you, you throw a little bit. Field. We'll be honest. Were you throwing a little, like trying to throw a little bit harder in front of the scouts and have nastier stuff? Maybe I'm sure a couple times. But anyway, I was gonna go back to your point. High spin rate guys are trying to be nasty all the time. It's, trying to get it, up on that it, it, on that uh, the pitching ninja. Trying to get a little I mean, video I'll, on the pitching ninja. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm not sitting here saying they're trying to get a pitching ninja. They're not thinking about that. But high spin rate. All these freaking coaches, all these data are telling them you need to spin the ball harder. You need to spin this. You need to throw this harder. It is tearing up people's elbows and their forearm. There is, there's literally, listen, Ben, the forearm goes first and then it's the UCL. When yeah. you're trying to throw hard, nasty sliders and cutters and breaking ball and curveballs and all that stuff, your forearm, they're not built, they're not ready for it. They're still growing young pitchers. They're not ready for it. And then their forearm gets tired, gets sore. They don't even know it. You don't even realize it. And then, bang, there goes your elbow because it was overcompensating, and boom, you're done. You, Tommy John. I'm telling you, it is, they are trying to get too much out of pitchers rather than just letting them throw and just teaching them how to pitch and let them grow and develop their nastiness. I'm telling you right now, Ben Verlander, I mean, not Ben, Justin Verlander, some of these other pitchers, they weren't throwing nasty shit when they were 18, 19, 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. They went through pro ball and they developed. You're right. You're right. I mean, they, we've got to stop this whole spin rate and nastiness at 19, 20, 21 years old. They're not ready for it. Preach it, brother. It. Preach it. <laughs> I mean, when a coach is telling you your routine, you're not ready for it. When you have your own routine, you know your own arm, you throw whenever you feel like it. In pro ball, if you don't feel good that day, you don't touch the ball. In college, oh man, you got to get your throwing routine in. You got to get your progressions in. You got a bullpen today. In pro ball, if you don't want to throw a bullpen that day, you don't. I Is mean, that true? It, it, yeah. If you if you want to throw a ten pitch lob them in their bullpen, go for it. They say just whatever it takes. Let me know to be how you what you need to do to be ready for your next start. Five day rotation, 
or five-man rotation. Your bullpen is two days after you started. You get a day off. You start. You People lob the ball in there. They don't throw very hard in their bullpen. In college, you got your whole week. You throw hard bullpen. Some might not do it, but you've got to stop this. And I don't know why I just went on this rant. But no, I, I loved it. Someone clip this. Put it up on they, the – They've got to, they've got to stop this. When a coach is giving you your program, it can be very helpful. It can be very beneficial. But the kids are not re- – they're reacting to a coach's program and not their own body. That's the bottom line. Trying to snap dragon everything, trying to do all this to meet numbers, to meet numbers. Yeah. I mean, if you're getting a strike out the game, who cares what your spin rate is? Worry about that when you get to Pro Bowl. Just get drafted, you put up numbers, and then worry about that stuff later. Yeah. But you also see guys – Counterpoint, little devil's advocate. I know we're almost done with the episode and we still have a few series left, but devil's advocate here. You see guys nowadays who still get drafted even after tearing their their UCL just because of what they did before that. It's not a career ending thing. It's a basically a one year off, get right, get get sent back. It's just a setback at this point. Yeah. The success rate is so high. It's just a setback. But you know what? that, That setback can really hurt you because now you're a whole draft class behind. They're just going to bring in another prospect. And if you don't show up quickly, you get buried. Yeah. That's so, a good point. I mean, That's a good counter-argument. That's a great counter-argument to my counter-argument. Count, the counter to the counter. Yep. The double but, counter. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so for Florida, losing Barco, I mean, they were already in the gutter. They're even more in the gutter now. Give me Mississippi State. Yeah, this is this feels like a series that Mississippi State wins. Uh, Des is going to be on an island on this one. Mississippi State. They first of all, shout out to my buddy R.J. Yeager from Mercer, transferred to Mississippi State. He's leading the he's leading the SEC in conference play in home runs, total bases. Uh, I want to say hits, maybe RBIs. Uh, he's absolutely tearing it up in the SEC right now, which makes me a little. I mean, of course, it makes me super happy because him and I are good friends. And, uh, you know, I'm, I want to see him just get drafted super high, have a ton of success. But part of me is like, man, if he was just at Mercer this year, like they could have won a couple extra games. <laughs> they they would have been a little bit better. But how much um, better could they be? You know, I mean, they're, what are they, 35 and 9, 36 and 9? They could yeah, be so. 38. Who are you taking? Six. Uh, Mississippi State, no doubt. Uh, this just no feels doubt. like yep. weather's going to be warm in uh, Mississippi. Uh, Grills are going to be smoking. Be yep. It's going to be loud environment. I don't even think it's going to be a loud environment. I think it's just going to be like a great environment. Great environment. Casual, but just they know they have to win this series, and they're going to. So this was probably one of my easier picks. So I'll, I'll take Mississippi State. Des, of course, took Florida. This is Des's only way to get back into the uh, into the race because he's, I want to say, in last place. Is that right yeah. for us? Yep. Uh, next series here, we have a little Big Ten action. Uh, Maryland at Rutgers. Look, I think Rutgers is good. I think they're having a, a career season. Not a career season. A school program season. Like This is their year that they get to just enjoy a great baseball team for the first time in a while. Um, I don't know the numbers on that, but they're leading the Big Ten right now. They're fifteen and three in conference, thirty six and ten on the year. They, uh, I mean, all all credit to Rutgers, but this is Maryland. Maryland's going to win this series nine times out of ten. Maryland gets better players, better recruits, they have better coaching, um, and 
I, I'm very confident that Maryland wins this series. They're 11 and four. They're in second place, but Maryland's 36 and nine on the season and uh, eight and two in their last 10 games. I think the Terps they show they show records who who's the best team in the Big Ten this weekend. A little uh, quote from Remember the Tight Gary. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy, <laughs> Gary? Yep. That's you know what's so yeah. funny about this series? If you would have asked, or if you would have told me back in February that Rutgers and Maryland would be playing a series, Mary, Maryland wouldn't have been a shocker. Rutgers would have been like, "You, you, you smoking? What you smoking?" Yeah, uh, but I mean, think about the names that we would have probably put ahead. Like we would have put Illinois, Nebraska. Michigan, Nebraska, Indiana. We would have put those schools way ahead of Rutgers, Rutgers. even Iowa. And that's another school there, but. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Maryland wins this series. Probably sweeps them. Maybe maybe Rutgers wins one, but yeah. I, I think this is an easy win here. Uh, Stoney took Rutgers though. Des took Maryland. So, who you got, Dimitri? Give me Mer- Give me the Terps. Give me the Fighting Turtles, the Ninja Turtles, whatever you want to call them. I just think Rutgers just doesn't have enough. They're good, but they're not good enough. I could eat my words on Sunday afternoon. Give me Maryland. I think Maryland. Who, who is um, who's Maryland's pitching coach? Morrison from. Coastal. Yes, that's right. I knew we talked about it um, with Connor Owens. Yeah, with Connor Owens. Shout out Connor. What's up, man? So he's a huge Maryland fan for Morrison. He's having pretty good success with that pitching stuff. So yeah. shout out to them. Yep. Uh, next series here we have North Carolina at NC State. A little in-state rivalry here. All the it's a great color game. The, the Carolina blue versus the red and black of NC State. I love the the color schemes there. Um, now this one's a little tricky for me because my, my gut's saying, like, let's go a little upset. Let's take North Carolina. Uh, I, I have no reasons why. But give me give me UNC. Um, they're battling for an at-large spot. Yeah, the big rivalry, and they're, they're battling for an at-large spot. And, and maybe they can sneak up on NC State. And NC State's been so hot or cold all year. They could very well be very cold this weekend. Uh, we've seen it multiple weekends. But as far as like the, uh, I guess the ACC standings go, this this is a do or die weekend for, for North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, it's do or die. And this is a team that that had a lot of high expectations coming into the year, but right now they're tied for Duke, or tied for last in the Coastal with Duke, eight and thirteen. Now they come in win this series, ten and fourteen with a with a couple weekends left. They could get. They could put themselves in the at-large picture. Twenty-five and seventeen on the year, thirty-four in RPI. Um, but like, they got to get going fast. And if they don't win this series, then they can pretty much just write off the rest of the year. Um, but <laughs> they got NC State this week, Wake Forest next week, and Florida State to end the year. If they win six of those nine games, puts them at uh, fourteen and sixteen. They're they're gonna make the regionals. So they gotta win two out of three this weekend to start. Meanwhile, in, to. NC State right now, they are eleven and nine in conference play. They have, of course, North Carolina, Duke, and Wake Forest. They could just go nine and zero here, and it wouldn't surprise me. Like this team could get hot, finish the year we'll twenty and nine. We'll I'm, see though. I'm taking pack nine. Um NC State, I think North Carolina's just they're not very good. Um NC State it, it, Dude, they're too, they're they're really talented. If you really look at their roster, they're 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 a team that 
hey, there there could be a super regional team really quickly. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. I mean, give, yeah. Give me NC <laughs> yeah, State. yeah, they could be an Omaha team. Give me NC State. Um, I like here, them. Here's home, the stat especially. of the day. Here's here's the stat of the day. North Carolina is three and eleven on the road this year. I I was I forgot to use that stat. That's why I picked NC State. Like that was sold me. Three and eleven, and let me let me read you their road wins this year. You ready for it? They won two out of three against Duke, the first ACC series. That's uh-huh. two of their three wins. Their mm-hmm. only other win on the road this year. You want to take a guess who it was? Campbell. Louisville. Louisville. They won one Friday night at Louisville. That's other right, than that, idiot. though. Other than that, do they do they not have a midweek road win? Oh my god! No, they don't. But they haven't, they haven't played any midweek road games. They have. Give me, give me NC State all day. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'll ride with, I'll ride with North Carolina. Just hope and, they catch and, fire. Am I going to gain two more games on you this week? Uh, we'll see. I'm coming, baby. <sighs> Last series here, um, the granddaddy of them all: Oregon the at War. Oregon State. What? The Civil War. Oh, they said there's still two more. I was like, wait, okay, that's news. Uh, yeah, the Civil War. Oregon. I don't think you can call it that anymore. I think that's uh, been outlawed. They don't call it. They, they got canceled. They got canceled. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. It. You can't call that anymore. Uh, we'll have to bleep that out. Um, <laughs> Oregon and Oregon State. They uh, played four games in a row. They played two days ago. Oregon. Oregon and State shut them week. out. Yeah. Oh, and last week. You're right. Wow, I forgot about that. Um, but I mean, I'm not going to overthink this Oregon state, their number two team in the country for a reason. Uh, they just sh- shut Oregon out. This is the whole, you know, big brother versus little brother. And Oregon state has won three national championships in the last 15 seasons. They're, they're creaming the crop. They don't mess around that. Now, now, hold on a second though, before, before we go any further, I forgot to mention this on last podcast. If I, Hold on. If I remember correctly, Oregon didn't have a ba- like Oregon baseball didn't exist and like they they didn't have a team until 2009. I, I want to say I read somewhere and I forgot to look that up. So I'm looking that up right now. While I'm looking this up, I need you to make your pick. Give me the Beavers. Give me Oregon State. Uh, um, they have two games at home this weekend. Um, give me the Beavers. They're they're good, man. They, yeah, they it's at pitch. home. That's another thing that I like that it's at home and Oregon State. I mean, I'm not going to overthink that one. No, give me Oregon State. They got two in Corvallis. Um, they can pitch. They can hit. They can defend. They can do it all. Give me Oregon State. Okay. Yeah. After the 1981 season, baseball and three other varsity sports were dropped by the university due to budget crisis, and baseball became a club sport in March of 1983. In July of 2007, the university announced that it would again field a varsity baseball team beginning with the 2009 season. One reason was success was because of the rival Oregon State Beavers, who were at that time repeated as College World Series champions a month earlier. Uh, so, they wow. Retired, they retired of seeing Big Brother win national championship. They retired of seeing great Oregon baseball players go to Oregon State and help that school. And they were like, we're, we, need, we, 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 have, we need in on this. How is Oregon going through a budget crisis when they have Nike right down the road? Uh, um, that's, that's that's wild. And and how did I not know that up until 2009, Oregon didn't have a baseball team? That's it's literally like I'm embarrassed I didn't know that. 
But yeah, they they went like thirty years without a baseball team. But you know, what's, you know, what? it's not surprising. Oh wow! I just hit a yawn. We what a yawn! Six it's minutes one a.m. from here. one a.m. on the <laughs> east coast. Yeah. Um, wow, that was a big one. Um, but you, but you never heard Oregon baseball. You never heard Oregon. You heard the Washingtons every now and mm-hmm. then. You heard. You never heard Oregon. So that's why it's not surprising that they didn't have a team. That's why you didn't hear about them. Yeah, but I mean, they uh, they have a pretty dang good team the last few years, and uh, it wouldn't surprise. Me. I mean, if they won the series, I, w- Get, I wouldn't be shocked. Oregon, speaking of Oregon, to, this is the ten year anniversary that Kent State went to Omaha when they walked off Oregon to go to Omaha. That's right. That's right. Was this it 20, weekend their ten year anniversary? Twenty eleven. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Yeah. Yeah, Oregon um, could have made the College World Series that year. Yeah, and Kent State's having their um, 2012 team, I guess their their 10 year anniversary of going to Omaha. So, and oh my God, 29, Ben, their third year back at the baseball program, they were one they were one win away from Omaha. Yeah, that's impressive. Imagine starting a a new program again and being one win away from Omaha in three years. Think about not having a baseball team while, meanwhile, the in your Oregon Power State. Five team, Oregon State's win back-to-back national championships. They probably said, "Oh wow, Oregon has good baseball. We should get in on this." Yeah. So, great show. Um, we didn't really talk too much about other series. There's not a whole lot going on. South Carolina then a do or die with A and M. The only series I would argue that needed to be on here was just Vanderbilt and Georgia. But who would you take there? Vanderbilt. You think they're angry? They're going to come back and win? I just feel – I mean, it's the same thing that Mississippi State has drilled in my head. When it comes to May and June, I'll just never pick against Vanderbilt or Mississippi State just because of past. Fair, very fair, very fair argument. Um, I like Georgia there. Um, Hey, big weekend for SEMO. Why's that? Traveling to Oklahoma State. Oh, Yeah. Um, I didn't put that on the pick because I figured all four of us would pick Oklahoma State. Yeah, I mean, SEMO won't. But, no, they, hey, listen, if SEMO big... does win this series, that would give them series wins against Dallas Baptist and Oklahoma State this year. I mean, let me let me just – and SEMO, they can show up this weekend like, like Wofford did against Dallas Baptist and just yeah. surprise people. But SEMO, um, series win over DBU, um, they don't – I mean, they don't have a whole lot on that schedule. They haven't done – I mean, Ole Miss. So, I mean, hey, we'll see. SEMO, let's, I kind of want to watch SEMO. If you're if you're one of those Midwest regional hosts, keep your eye on this series. See what SEMO's got because they could be a four seed in your regional. Uh, let's, you would pray that they wouldn't be, but, um, yeah, they, they, they should. They, they probably hey, will. Texas, West Virginia, two teams that badly need a series win. Not so much West Virginia, but Texas. Yeah. In – Magnolia in Morgantown. Magnolia. <laughs> in Magnolia, West Virginia. That's the name of Magnolia County Ballpark. Yeah, I know. Oh, shoot. Okay. Okay. It's late here, man. Let's hey, go well, ahead. Who would, you, who would you take? Would you take? I think I kind of would take West Virginia in this series. No, nah, give me Texas. Same, uh-huh. same reason for, same reason for Vanderbilt, Mississippi State. Just they're going to figure it out. I just got to, I have it drilled in my head. I don't okay. know why. Okay. Maybe Texas. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that pretty much sums it up. Alabama, LSU better take care of Alabama. 
They need to. LSU LSU can host now. If they if they just keep playing good ball, they yeah. they should host a regional. One thousand percent. Um yeah, dude. Yep. It's time to hang these up. Hang this yep. one up. Hanging it up. We'll be back Sunday night, recap everything, and uh y'all enjoy your weekend of college baseball, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, and uh hey, I've never watched it. I not never. I think I'm gonna sit down and watch an NHL playoff. I've never point. watched I've never watched a hockey game. I, I I like never sat down and watched a full game. Are they called I games mean, or are they called matches? No, it's a game. Is can it be a game without a ball? A hockey match? I've never heard someone say, "Let's go play a hockey match." Let's go play a hockey game. Look at us, Southern boys. Look at us talking <laughs> we hockey. Have no idea what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> hey, hey, I just found out this afternoon that Tampa Bay Lightning were back to back. World champion. I knew that. I mean, that's. I didn't know that. I didn't know they were back to back world champion. Yeah, they, I they knew won. they won. I knew they won one year, but I didn't know they won again. Um, and so the hockey's electric. We should each pick a hockey team to follow and just watch the playoff <laughs> games. We should. Should we just become like in the off season? Should we just become like a some regular old podunk sports podcast? Just give out awful takes. Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, uh, that would not be good. Right. We got to end this show before we got to end, end it before we say something bad. All right, we'll see you guys Sunday night.